Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Hey, friendo, Steve here. Hey, Larson. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Available wherever podcasts can be found and, of course, taped live at the Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash Stephen Larson. On today's episode, we're talking about Impact Wrestling. We're talking about some NXT UK. New Japan Pro Wrestling addresses the Kota Ibushi situation. There's a big change to this year's Money in the Bank, and uh, and we're going to kick things off talking about the latest on Sasha Banks and Naomi. Of course, this week, though, this weekend, rather, uh, this Sunday, to be specific, is AEW's Double or Nothing. Our predictions video is up right now. I'm assuming you, you put it out for the audio, right? Yeah. Okay, it's awesome. out everywhere. So it's out everywhere. Uh, at our Friendo Club TV channel as well. That's where the video's at. So you can get our preliminary predictions. There's probably still going to be some matches announced uh, uh, by Rampage. Yeah, probably. And then, and then maybe even between Ramp because Tony Khan's like, wait, well, I only have 12 matches here. I, I need 15. It's going to be a six-hour show, man. It's going to be a long show. Including kickoff uh, show. It's going to be long, yeah. So we're going to be doing our live reactions to that over uh, at the Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash. Steven Larson's show. That's always a ton of fun. Also, make sure you're subscribed to that Friendo Club TV channel because uh, soon after that, I'll be putting up the uh, the supercut of our reactions. Where we're like, oh my gosh, wow, Claudio Cameraman has shown up. Or oh my gosh, Okada's here. Oh wow, Wyndham Rotunda yeah. is here. Who's that yeah. man in the mask? It's Wyndham. It's Wyndham. Uh, whatever's going to happen. Oh wow, new champion CM Punk. Could happen. Uh, one thing before we get into the news here. Uh, we also brought back Count Out. That's our long-form podcast-length top 10 show. It's been kind of uh, dormant for a number of years. We decided to bring it back. Uh, and uh, we're going to start doing them regularly again. Um, but check out the new one. It's on uh, times where wrestlers told Vince, no. No. No, no. Vince. No, no. Vince. No, we're going to talk about two of those wrestlers here in a second. Uh, real quick, I didn't want to mention this. Tomorrow... 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern. I will be a guest on the True Heel Heat podcast. So check that out on our community tab. I dropped the link there because it's the it's the live stream on YouTube so that you could do the, the link beforehand. And then over at WrestleJuice also, I posted a link there, uh, or the link rather, uh, as well. So uh, be sure I'm going to wake up a little bit early, go grab some donuts, oh, and enjoy call. some coffee while talking some wrestling good. with SP3 and friends over there at the True good. Heel Heat good. podcast. So should be, be sure to check that out. Yes. Uh, so let's dive into this, man. Uh, it's been a while since we've talked about this. Sasha Banks and Naomi, of course, they had a big walkout uh, almost almost two weeks ago, like a week and a half ago on Raw. Uh, what's the latest on that, Lars? So in the most recent Wrestling Observer newsletter, Dave Meltzer had an update on Sasha and Naomi's status uh, following their walkout on Raw on May 16th. Meltzer notes that not only are the former women's tag champs suspended, they've apparently been suspended without pay. And, of course, it was previously reported that uh, Sasha and Naomi had had all their merch pulled from WB Shop. And Meltzer mentions that, quote, that was done, according to people close to the situation, to send a message to the locker room. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I shouldn't be surprised that WB being petty and wanting to make an example out of people, rather than maybe actually mm-hmm. addressing the issues at hand. Seems to be the case. Yeah, you know, 
it's it's but, a bummer. Yeah. It's a bummer that, but that's that's how WB does does business. And well, it's you know, it it's it's interesting to see. You know, it, it is a bummer. I don't you know I don't want to say it's not. It's a bummer. It's petty. It's all that stuff. I agree. Um, it is just interesting to see how they respond to a high profile act um, in this new sort of post AEW landscape where wrestlers have a lot more leverage. I mean, we talked about this extensively on the aforementioned countout episode. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Wrestlers these days, they just have more leverage mm-hmm. um, because once their contracts are up, uh, there's any number of places they can go to. And if they're not happy in WWE, you see a lot more wrestlers, even in AEW with MJF. And, you know, I'm sure there's an element of work there, but I'm sure it stems from some real life stuff, given mm-hmm. that, you know, from what we understand, he's making 35000 a year. I'm joking. I'm joking. Um but, uh, you know, wrestlers are more apt to speak out. They're more prone to speak out and uh, and say, mm, no, it doesn't work for me, brother. Mm-hmm. Uh, because there's any number of things they can do with, you know, uh, uh, all the different ways you can monetize your brand name now mm-hmm. uh, outside of the system that you're in um, with so many other promotions hiring with the independent ranks even being quite lucrative for wrestlers um you don't you don't need to just sort of take it anymore nope Nope. and uh and wwe they're gonna look they're gonna fight back against that because if you're a big company like that you don't want the wrestlers to have any leverage so you're gonna try to probably make an example out of people and make their lives miserable and i mean i know people have brought up you know in our chat i've seen on twitter uh the legalities of independent contractors and all this and i look i have no idea the complexities nor do I. of their of their contracts uh and and what this means um but uh you know hopefully this gets resolved sooner than later yeah um i i because i i don't know i don't know what's going to happen here i mean if their contracts are actually up you know sooner than later even if WW, what what is interesting is that I think Meltzer has sort of said he doesn't believe the contracts have been frozen as of yet, or have you heard different from that? I mean, the newsletter he talks about the possibility of that happening, and that there's apparently language in the contract that would allow that to happen. That's my mm-hmm. understanding based on what he wrote. I don't recall if he said whether they had done it or not. Um, uh, he brings up some examples of other people. Situations are different other people mm-hmm. in 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 the past whose contracts were frozen mm-hmm. uh, <clears throat> by and large because of uh, they added time on because of injury mm-hmm. yeah yeah yeah. Um, yeah and that those all those people were getting paid their downside while they were out when their contracts mm-hmm. were extended uh the only comparable example i can think of would be cm punk when he left because mm-hmm. at a point they said that he was i believe suspended before he got fired Mm-hmm, yeah, I don't know if he was getting paid during that time or not. I don't recall. I don't well, know what I know he said on the Colt Cabana podcast. I, well, I read a lot of that uh, the um, the the transcripts of that in advance of uh, the the countout episode. Mm-hmm. And uh, as far as his like actual guarantee, I don't remember. I don't remember about that, but I do know that one of the one of the things that aroused suspicion was they started withholding the uh, there yeah. was like a massive royalty check yeah yeah I that i think he found and needed to be reissued or something like that or they just stopped sending his royalty checks and he was like hey i know i've got some coming up here uh and then and people are being really sort of sketchy not calling him back uh giving him the old runaround and so he knew something weird was up mm-hmm. but that would that seem if i recall that seemed to be the main thing that was yeah, sort of arousing yeah. suspicion yeah. as opposed to his standard pay being uh being withheld i don't think that was the case it seems like they were trying to figure out what to do with him because even two weeks after the meeting with him and vince vince was like hey pal ready to come back and he's like no i'm not but he did. I don't think he even understood that. Oh, he was on the precipice of being of being fired. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, so in this case, I mean, it seems like both sides are probably pretty clear where they stand <laughs> with each other. Case, yes. Um, and uh, and yeah, I mean, I'm sure there'll be. I I would suspect this isn't going to be like a Neville Pack situation where it literally goes like what nine months or whatever, yeah, like ten months or something like that before we find anything out. Given that what we've heard, anyways that the contracts are up within a couple months, you would think that would, if even if they froze them, which if WWE wanted to make an example, they've probably already done that. It just yeah. hasn't been reported yet. Yeah. Um, 
I mean, wouldn't that just add like another two months to their contract? I think for Naomi, that's the the the, the reports are that her contract's up in a couple months. So yeah, you would think they would just mm-hmm. add the time on that she has been out. So yeah, roughly mm-hmm. two months. Yeah, I mean, four months goes by pretty quickly. We're just looking at basically, you know, heading into the fall at that point. Yeah, you'll be in September then. Yeah. Mm-hmm, yeah. So uh, so developing story, but yeah, like you said, it's a bummer. Um, but, uh, but it, it seems like, you know, a message is attempting to be sent. I know. I mean, I granted this is probably just my personality be like, okay, there's, there's issues that need to be addressed. So let's sit and address them. Let's try to find a solution to problem rather than potentially antagonizing yeah, all parties yeah. involved and in making the situation worse, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, if, if, if Vince and Bruce or whoever from creative can sit down with Sasha and Naomi and actually try to find a, a way to solve these issues, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, where, where Sasha and Naomi can, can, can feel like we can come back and our positions will be respected mm-hmm. and understood yeah. and, and yeah. changes will be implemented, implemented, sorry. And then Vince could walk away from it saying, okay, we found a, found a solution to a problem that doesn't alienate talent. Yeah. Right. You know, because especially now it's a much more competitive landscape. You know, we said for a while that AEW can't compete necessarily with WB in terms of, of, of size of platform of, of audience, mm-hmm. certainly not a revenue. They can compete to a degree when it comes to talent mm-hmm. yeah, in terms sure. of signing talent for WB. So, I mean, WB for the longest time, they have taken their talent for granted in terms of, their own, the talent's leverage. And I understand mm-hmm. they're trying to make an example out of Sasha and Naomi because they don't want wrestlers to have leverage. Mm, yeah. Leverage is there nonetheless, especially if the magnitude of, of, of a star you are. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. More of a, a superstar, more popular you are, the more leverage you're going to have. Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, if, uh, if wrestling news now is to be believed, oh, Larson, uh, they've, uh, Sasha and Naomi have actually been arrested. <laughs> Says arrested. <laughs> it says arrested. Oh my goodness. Oh, that's great. Also, she's been banned from WWE forever. Also, Roman has. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, and then there's one where Sasha Banks, he did a filter on her face where she's saying, I'm sorry. Right oh, there. <laughs> goodness. Oh, my oh, and they're, goodness. And they're, and they're vacating the titles, too. So, yeah. My goodness. Uh, One of these talk- days, man, in April, next day, I know it's a long way away. Next day, April Fool's. We got to just cover wrestling news now stories. Okay, that sounds good. Legit. That sounds like a good idea. <laughs> we'll do that. That sounds like fun. So let's move on to this other story. Uh, this one's a bit surprising, although once you get into the, the, the numbers behind it, not so much. So WB announced yesterday to many of the bank ticket buyers that the event was moving from Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas, which is a huge football stadium. Oh, yeah, huge. To the MGM Grand Garden Arena. Which it's like is, the size of my backyard. Yeah. It's, it's a much smaller venue. Yeah. Uh, so WB informed ticket holders that their purchases would be refunded and they'd have first chance to buy tickets uh, when they go on sale at the new venue. So, of course, WB's not going to officially confirm this, but it does seem that the show was moved due to slow ticket st- sales. So WrestleTix noted back on April 24th that almost 17,000 tickets had been sold for an event that had been set up to hold about 25,000 which is a huge reduction. It's like half capacity of this giant yeah, football no, stadium. You that's know? Seem, seeming like more than half capacity. Yeah, no yeah, kidding. Yeah. Um, in an update, uh, Russell Tix tweeted Thursday, quote, my final estimate for the setup was 24,867, which means they had roughly 17,924 tickets distributed. MGM uh, Grand Garden Arena will likely have a setup of around 12,000. Pre-sale is next Wednesday, 10 a.m. Uh, Pacific. So... They went to a venue that is going to hold about half as many people as they intended to hold a football stadium. However, they already sold about 18,000 tickets. Mm-hmm. This new place only holds 12,000 people. So about 6,000 people, too bad. It's going to be a sellout. <laughs> yeah, it will be a sellout. But I mean, like if you yeah. bought tickets, what if you you came in from out of town, you're making a trip of it, and, and you got your tickets, and then you're like, nope, refunded. You got to get this new pre-sale. Or this Ooh. new sale, and then whatever reason you miss out on that, this whole trip plan that you can't go oh, to the yeah. show you want to go to. Oh man, it's Vegas. Any number of things you can do in Vegas. You can check out uh, Barry Manilow. Probably, I don't know if he's still there. What if you don't like Barry Manilow though? <laughs> then you can go straight to hell. My goodness. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, I don't know, man. This is, you know, it, it, look, sad last days of stadium shows that WWE, eight stadium shows a year. Give me, get out of here. This is, a bad idea this to begin is exactly, with. this is, it's the first one. This is exactly what we said was going to happen. There's, there's not enough interest for them to run eight stadium shows. I'm sorry. It's not the attitude era anymore. Nope. It, it's, you, you got to worry about when you have to, when you have to worry about Monday Night Football and about the NBA playoffs, and they're not worried about you, guess what? You are not a top priority anymore. Yep. For like, I don't know, 18,000 people probably, or whatever it is, yeah, almost 18,000 people. Mm-hmm. And you have to, you go from Allegiant Stadium, which, I God, I, yeah, the capacity is like, what, 60,000 or something? 60,000, yeah, for a football and, game, yeah. And then you set it up for 25,000 because you're trying to manage expectations, I guess? Is that the situation? I would think so, yeah. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Man. And you don't even yeah. get that. Yeah. And look, I'm not saying I'm not saying that, you know, don't hey, look, this isn't we're being anti WWE. I'm not saying AEW can run eight stadium shows no, a year. They, they, they haven't even tried to do one. <laughs> they haven't even done one. You know? Um yeah, I'm not saying the interest just isn't there for professional wrestling, nope. man. Nope. Nope. Not at you all. know, WrestleMania and then maybe was SummerSlam in a stadium this Yeah, it was in it was in Vegas last year. Oh, okay, yeah. Well there you go. Yeah, you can you can do it the states twice a year, twice a year, maybe three times because people really like the Royal Rumble. Mm-hmm. Maybe three times a year in the states. Yeah. Beyond that, yeah. pushing it, pushing it. Obviously, as we see here, so the uh, for a football game, the uh, the uh, capacity for Allegiant Stadium is sixty five thousand. Okay. Oh. Oh. Wow. Okay. You know, obviously Man. they got blocked some seats off because of the stage and whatnot, but also yeah, they, like, they add seats with that. Yeah. You know, on the field. Mm-hmm. For the floor level, mm-hmm. so I don't know, probably fifty thousand or some forty-five, fifty thousand, maybe be capacity for a wrestling yeah, event. Right. Just throwing these numbers out, I have no idea. Yeah, sure. But they're yeah, they probably set up for half of what they could have gotten. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Look, I I enjoy WWE's product. I like what they do for the most part. You know, I have some issues philosophically with their business plans mm-hmm. uh, and and how they conduct business. So this isn't me being anti. It's just hey, somebody's got to keep it real around here. They need a reality check, Larson. Yes, I think they, they just had one. <laughs> I think so. This is an embarrassment. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, uh, what's this next bit here? This is along with a change of venue. It appears there might also be a change in the match card for Money in the Bank. 
Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar, Charlotte Flynn, Ronda Rousey were all initially advertised from the show for the show, but have all been removed from the updated poster for the show. Dave Meltzer has reported that there were plans for Roman to face Riddle at Money in the Bank, but obviously in the WWE, plans can quickly change. So they're going to try to make take Money in the Bank. They're trying to put it in a huge stadium show mm-hmm. to make it like the fifth major pay-per-view of the year. Yeah, right. To putting it in a smaller arena and just making it another B, uh, B show, B pay-per-view. Uh, man, I don't know. I mean, if you're not going to have if if I don't maybe there was more to that Cody commercial besides him being in the stadium. Um, that the the meets yeah, if he's saying you know oh we're not going to have any big cash ins because the cash ins going to happen at WrestleMania. I don't know. Maybe if they're not planning something cool, <laughs> then I don't know. I honestly don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Trying to look for this. Uh, oh, here we go. The Money in the Bank poster. So yeah, it's got Becky, Bianca, Drew. I'm looking at the old one. Yeah, uh, Sasha. Who's back there? The new oh, one. AJ. The new one has Cody, Street Profits. Miz, Bianca, Riddle, yeah. Rhea. And Drew is still on it. Yeah. Doing, uh, oh, for the who's this back here? Who is that? Is that Dana Brooke? Somebody's swinging from the, I think that's from last the, the 2021. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That goofiness. Oh, who's down there? Oh, Seth is down there, too. Okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's sort of like the A team and the B team. <laughs> Becky's not even on this one. Yeah. Who know who knows what all that means, man? Yeah. I mean, it's not the first time that WWE has had advertising as a poster or something for an event and have like Brock on it, only for Brock mm-hmm. to not be on the show. I think that happened yeah. with Backlash. Yeah, Brock and Brock yeah. Yeah. And if this isn't gonna be a huge stadium show, then they're probably not gonna bother paying Brock what he needs to show up for that. I think that's probably right. Like, Roman's probably going to be. It wouldn't shock me if the Roman Riddle thing still happened. That'll mm-hmm. probably still happen. I mean, it seemed like they kind of set it up. At least set up the, the, the story on Raw. Yeah, that's done. Yeah, so. that's happening. That needs to happen. Anyways, who knows how this Kota Bushi thing is going to happen. If it's going to happen. I don't even know. That's a terrible transition. You tried. Yeah, I tried. It's Friday. What do you want? New Japan uh, addressed the Kota Bushi situation. So, New Japan publicly addressed Kota Bushi status with the company for the first time. On Friday, today, with New Japan Pro Wrestling President Takami Obari and Bushi Road President uh, Takaki Kadani spoke about Ibushi's issue with the promotion. New Japan has the full New Japan Pro Wrestling has the full transcript of the press conference on their site. Uh, the link is in the description. It's worth a read. But in short, Obari and Kadani confirmed that Ibushi had violated the terms of his contract when he made an appearance at Takamishinoku's Just Tap Out show. With permission from no, New sorry, Japan. Without, without permission. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, without permission from New Japan. Typo on my part. Despite that, and despite the fact that Ibushi went public with some of his issues with the company, he's still under contract with New Japan. And both Obari and Kidani made it clear that Kota has not been released from his contract. You can tell I didn't proofread this before we started, huh? My favorite part of it is when we've already corrected ourselves on the show, what matters, and then... I'll go in and start typing and correcting the notes. <laughs> It's yep. done. Although I guess we use the stuff for the kip up. So yeah, I know I got to go through and correct that for, the, for, for that. <laughs> so anyways, uh, so he's not been released from his contract. They want to see him continue wrestling for the company, though. He'll face some punishment for his actions. They, 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 in, the, in this press conference, they talked about docking his pay. Oh, no. Like CVC. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Uh, so the behavior of Kikuchi. The New Japan executive Ibushi was speaking to in the text he released on Twitter was also addressed with Obara stating that Kikuchi's words in the text conversation were, quote, inexcusable, and he would be, quote, met with an appropriate penalty. Kadani mentioned that he thought the, the company and Ibushi had managed to reconcile their differences and added that, quote, this kind of severe disagreement between company and talent should not happen again. In order to prevent any such instances in the future and ensure the best possible working environment for talent, we will be actively engaged in discussion with Mr. Ibushi about improving company policy and implementing proper procedure. That's actually very diplomatic. I know you, you read this where, you know, people are, are having a disagreement. They sit down. They talk about it. They reach a, uh, they try to reach a solution. You go back and they up. have the, a whole press conference. And you have a press conference addressing it. Yeah, stark difference back, from yeah WB. from WWE. That's what I'm talking about. You know, <laughs> yeah, where it's like, yeah. oh, the the you know Sasha and Naomi spoke out. Punish. We must punish yeah. them. Yeah. What's not noted here is Kikuchi's punishment is going to be a Kamagoya. 
<laughs> so, not quite as diplomatic as we thought. <laughs> Couple of Kamagoyas from uh, Kota Ibushi. I know. <laughs> from Kota Ibushi. So, Golden yeah, well, you know, they, the whole transcript, it's long, but it's well worth the read. Um, uh, and, and it is very diplomatic, and it, it, it seems like New Japan has made every effort to reach out to Kota Ibushi. Mm-hmm. I mean, this, there's been several meetings, you know, uh, they've lasted hours each. Mm-hmm. Made mm-hmm. an effort to address his concerns and his issues. Mm-hmm. Um, while also, you know, not like necessarily giving Kodabushi everything he wants. Do you know? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. They, they seem pretty clear. His actions in terms of going to this show without permission, in terms of posting some of the stuff he posted on Twitter, or his violation of the terms of his contract until he'll be punished for it, which I understand. But it's not like it stops there, you know? Mm, yeah. Yeah. It's like, okay, this is what you did wrong, but we are also listening to see how we could do better. Mm-hmm. And let's find middle ground to make that all work. Yeah. And then here, let's yeah, publicly address it so everybody knows what's going on. It's transparency. Yeah. Uh, let's see how... Uh uh, so Kota Bushi has responded on Twitter, but oh. this translation from Twitter is dog shit. So <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm not going to. Uh, let's see here. This is 36 minutes ago. What happened six hours ago? Uh, yeah, I don't. This is. It's. I don't even want to. It seems like kind of a no comment, but then a comment. Hmm. So who knows? I don't know. This might be an ongoing deal. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, I, I agree with everything you I said. Mean, it and sounds then, like New Japan is trying to be diplomatic. I here. know. And also in this in this press conference, both uh, 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 Katani and Obari said, you know, we we talked to Kota Bushi about the press conference, how we're going to approach it, what we're going to say. And according to them, they had Kota's full blessing to talk mm-hmm. about it. Mm-hmm. So Okay. All right. So hopefully that well, is all the case and they can find some uh, uh, arrangement where Everybody's satisfied and everybody's at least happy enough to, if they want to continue working together, work together. Kota Bushi's great. I want to see him wrestle in New Japan some more. Oh, man. He's fantastic. Absolutely. One of the best. Also fantastic. Impact Wrestling. Another fun show last night. The build to Slammiversary continues. Uh, and uh, we're, we're sort of seeing how that card is coming together. We've got uh, a tag team title match. Scheduled now for Slammiversary, the Briscoes and the Good Brothers. And then did they insert, is Ono No More going to get a piece of that to make it a triple threat? Uh, well, too? I mean, they said that no one's going to get what they want until we get what we want. So it seems to be the case. We'll probably have a triple yeah. threat for the tag titles. Yeah, it seems like that's going to be the case. Uh, and, uh, and yeah, just sort of, I think, a little bit more heat building here. In this episode of Impact, but it's fun. There was some fun wrestling. It was I, I, I my favorite match on the show was the Masha Slamovich match. Man, she is um, great. She is fantastic, and it was kind of shocking. Like Havoc is a, a monster, and Slamovich put her away quick. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Havoc, friend of the show. Here, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you'll get her, you'll get her next time, Havoc. Yeah, I know. You're, she was just she was just thrown off a little bit everybody has bad days like that oh yeah of course i won yesterday in the basketball court happens to everybody boom it's like every thursday for you right i mean thursdays maybe you should uh switch up days playing basketball maybe i'd fare better (laughs) you got you know that that was something for your bulletin board man (laughs) when i said every thursday well i mean that of of all the things you all the bulletin board fodder you you fed me the last i don't know 36 hours that's not that good come on the garbage one was really good though that was all that's on the bulletin board oh is that top on the bulletin board there's a couple (laughs) things that are there on the top Oh man! So, anyways, it kicked off with uh, so this is a uh, for entry into the Ultimate, Ultimate X. X match. Yeah, now it is Alex Shelley versus Trey Miguel. Great match. boy, these guys have terrific chemistry. Yeah, they do, and I like that they mentioned the the their relationship where uh, Alex Shelley was kind of mentoring Trey Miguel for a bit, even down and they were, and, they, and and like Trey was wearing uh, black and white gear as a, as a reference homage, if you will, to mm-hmm. Alex Shelley before yeah. the match started. They shook hands. Yeah. So that was cool, but it was yeah, a, no, it, it that, got it got cool. to be a fairly contentious match. And after Trey wins by roll up, Alex Shelley just kind of storms off. Yeah, but he you know cooler heads prevailed. They do. They do. He showed up later and and, and gave him some uh, some props. Um, Dang MQ here in our chat is insistent, and Dang MQ goes back a long way with us. So uh, he's talking about the sad last days of Gable Stevenson in WWE. So apparently uh, Gable Stevenson. Oh, he's um, going back to school for another year. Yeah. 
He's gonna, yeah, he's gonna continue to do the amateur wrestling. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, this isn't uh, this isn't the end of Gable Stevenson in WWE. It's just maybe it's oh, maybe it is, but seemingly he's just sort of putting off. He's probably heard from Damon Kemp. He was like, yeah, man, they're jobbing me out of this Shaw Samuels guy in the UK. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk but now, about but that. Now, a but bit. now, uh, Damon Kemp has got Wolfgang with him. Oh yeah, I know exactly. He's got he's got a Gallus boy with him. That mm-hmm. means he's gonna be on top. On top. Although Gallus on top seems less, as a group highly unlikely going forward. Uh, Talk about that a little bit later. Yes, we're getting ahead of ourselves. So, yeah, Alex Shelley versus Trey Miguel, really great match. Uh, Mention Trey wins with roll up. Uh, after that, we get a Briscoes and Josh Alexander interview. Briscoes saying they're the baddest tag team on the planet. They beat Violent by Design for the titles, and then beat him in the rematch. And then uh, Violent by Design still wants to jump him after the match. What gives? And so Josh says tonight they're going to put their uh, put to rest their beef with Violent by Design. Uh, he says Eric Young might have done everything there is to do an impact, but I'm the future of the company now. And as the Briscoes turn to leave, they walk into the Good Brothers, and uh, Good Brother or Gallo says, "Hey, if you're going to be considered the real tag champs, you got to beat us." And then Carl Anderson says, "Your reign doesn't count until you mm. beat the Good Brothers." And the yeah. Briscoes just say, "Let's make it count then." They both, they all both start saying the same thing for a good solid minute. Just yeah. standing there saying, let's make it count, make it count. Let's make it count. Run make it, it straight. Count. Make it count. Let's make it count. Let's make it count. Make it count. Uh, after that, we had Masha Slamovich versus Havoc. I mentioned this. Uh, Masha's able to get Havoc up with a snowplow, finishes that match pretty quickly, and then yeah. um, uh, Rosemary comes out just shocked. <laughs> She's like, what the hell was that, man? So, uh, yeah, that was good stuff. Uh, after that backstage, Trey Miguel gets a bunch of congrats from his buddies, including Blake Christians there. And then Alex Shelley rolls up and he's like, okay, you did good. You did good. Yep. And yep. Uh, so he gives him a hug and then walks away. And then Kenny King steps in, just starts talking all sorts of shit to both Trey and Blake, uh, calls Blake and nobody claims not to know who he is. And he calls Trey a hothead. Kenny says, you know what, if, if Blake wrestlers him, according to your notes here, maybe someday you'll be somebody. Blake challenges Kenny to a match, tells him to put his ultimate X spot on the line. Kenny agrees. Are you going to wrestler me? Read against Steve. Wrestler me. Oh, here we go. Yeah, it says if Blake wrestles him. There you go. The correction in the notes. Now, my favorite is when you start making extensive changes after the fact, and it starts moving all while the you're, notes While you're around. trying to read it, I know. It's great. I love it. Yeah, and I'm, I'm, I'm at your whims there. You've got the power. I do. <laughs> Did you get the point where uh, Blake challenges to the match and says, yeah, put your ultimate X spot in the line? And first, Kenny, oh, yeah, I got Kenny all King's that. all, mm, no. Mm, I don't. Uh, and then eventually. Yeah. Trey Miguel talks crap, and then he does. He puts the spot on the line. So we're going to have Blake Christian versus Kenny King for that ultimate X spot? Next week, yeah. Are they going to take that ultimate X spot away from Kenny King? I don't know. It'll be something else. Kenny King's terrific, but Blake Christian. Both really good. Both really good. Nodding my head. Yeah, they put them both in it. Hey, yeah, they, I know. Both, they both get to get in if uh, it's like a double count out or Yeah, something? do a double pin. Double pin. Do a double pin. They both, both win. In. Everybody wins. And the fans win. Exactly, because the match would be great. Yeah. Talking about a great match, Rich Swan versus Matt Cardona. Uh, Rich Swan cuts a promo uh, looking for this match, saying uh, uh, the former Zack Ryder's been ducking him since he issued his challenge. He says, if you won't come to me, I'll come to you, and I'll take that digital media title off your hands. And in the meantime, he challenges the broadcaster. Matt Raywold, formerly known as uh, Aiden English. Yeah. Matt Drama King yep. uh, to a match for tossing him out of that gauntlet for the gold. And so that match is going to happen, I think, next week. I think so. I th- think so. Mm-hmm. Then we had match Chelsea Green versus Jordan Grace. This match was a lot of fun. Oh, man, this was a blast. It was fun. And then Jordan Grace gets the win with the Grace driver. Uh, mm-hmm. She has momentum heading into yeah. the Queen of the Mountain match. Important to have momentum. Yeah. Uh, after that, Honor No More walks up to Scott Demore to try to do some uh, some politicking. Honor, they should they should align with Scott Demore and they'll call themselves Honor No Demore. Demore. That's good. <laughs> that's good. That's so stupid. No, that's do great. Not, that's what they should do. Do not encourage that. No, that's fantastic. I don't get uh, what the, the deal is with PCO. So he's here with them, and the next week he's tagging with Morrissey. Uh, and I'm like, I thought PCO was a heel. 
nah, he's too over to be a heel. Yeah, he's no. a heel when it's kind of convenient. That's what's kind of cool about him. They can sort of slot him in anything. He needs to stay away from these losers. Yeah, that's what that's what I'm saying. That's no, I fully agree with that. He was having so much success away from them, and I kind of feel like the reason why is because he was away from them. Yeah, they are a pack of losers. Yeah, and, so. and and this 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 little promo bit here sort of addressed that. Oh, they're just whining and complaining. They just want, want 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 want. So uh, Bennett's talking about how he wants uh, Scott Tabor to address the situation where Good Brothers hurt Maria last week, and Taven's like, "Yeah, we want to have a match with them." And Scott Tabor says, "Well, I can see why you'd want a rematch, and and if you'd asked me ten minutes ago, we'd been good, but now Good Brothers." They can't face you at Slammiversary because they're facing the Briscoe. So Eddie Edwards gets right to Scott Demore's face and said, if we don't get what we want, then nobody does. And the entire time, Scott Demore is just acting like this is a massive inconvenience. He's not intimidated or threatened. And you'd think that'd be sort of the point of having a big faction like this coming in is, hey, we can bully people into getting our way. Instead, it's like a glorified HR meeting. No one's scared of him. Nobody. Nobody's, nobody's scared given of him. No these reason guys. to be scared of him. Yeah. Uh, after that, Deanna Perrazzo has an interview. She says, Anytime anybody comes into Impact and wants to na- make a name for themselves, they come after me. She says, I'm still, the, I don't have to be double champ, 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 to be the face of the knockouts division. She said, Nothing's going to change that. At Queen of the Mountain, I'm going to continue to make history. Then she's interrupted by Tasha Steeles. She says, I defeated five other women in the, f- or no, she says, I defeated five other women in the first Ultimate X match. She says, I'm not there to fight you. She says, uh, Savannah Evans is facing Mia Yim next week. So Tasha invites Deanna to ringside for the match so they can end the Mia Yim problem before it begins. So an alliance here, you know, to to say, let's take out this person who is, you know, super powerfully booked here in the company Mm -hmm. with her cool Jabberwocky entrance Mm -hmm. and everything. Mm -hmm. Take out, maybe take out the Jabberwocky dancers. Oh, so she doesn't have the cool entrance, and then she'll be off That'll the game. That'll rob her of her confidence and power. That could be, could be. Uh, next, we got Chris Sabin. Chris Sabin. Versus Frankie Kazarian. This is a fun enough match until, damn it, Honor No More had to come and ruin everything. This was like a really long match. I know. It was really good. I know. You know, the former future of wrestling uh, going at it, and uh, and then Honor No More. Honor No More. Coming to hit the dumps ring. all over it. Yeah, man. Start dooting all over this match. So DQ finish. Nobody wins, baby. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and then, yeah. of course, and they have to waste more of our time with a promo saying, if we don't get what we want, nobody does. Uh, Bennett says this company has no He goes on and on about Maria getting hurt at the hands of uh, Good Brothers. Of the Good Brothers. Yeah. But like, wait, who's, who actually speared her? Wasn't it like him? Yeah. <laughs> so anyway mm-hmm. uh, Bennett says this company has no respect Eddie says Impact's been showing disrespect and dishonor for 20 years Heath and Rhino of all people step in says they're, they're ungrateful pieces of crap Heath's like I got laid off and I'm fine Impact gave me the opportunity to make something out of my career Rhino says the same thing uh, he says uh, you're just complaining pieces of shit then they start to brawl a ref and security come in to break it up yep so they'll have a match Mm-hmm. Uh, next, we got Shira and Raj Singh versus W. Morris, w. Morrissey sorry, and Bupinder Kujar. And then, man, Bupinder's uh, finisher is pretty awesome. That spear off the mm-hmm. second rope. It is, yeah. It's, it's a real, great. He hits that yeah, on Singh really cool. to get the win. Mm, it's got that corner finish. You got to back up into the corner, hopefully. Exactly, then hit X, then you climb a hit. second turnbuckle and do it, yeah. It's probably right trigger and X in 2K20. Oh, That's why you got to get that game, and you got to learn should. the different well, buttons. on sale. I suppose I should. Uh, I, I really like W. Morrissey working at face and impact. I think he's, he's, he's really too. embracing that role. He's doing a really good job at it. I love W. Morrissey. I think he's great, and you can't teach that. Uh, after that, we had a Moose interview. He's talking about Sammy Callahan. He calls him a fraud. <laughs> so cheesy. Says Sammy's scared of him. He says that's why he keeps attacking him from behind. Last time we faced off, I broke his ankle. And then Macklin. Macklin steps in. He says, hey, man, you need to get Sammy out of your head. We got a a match next week. We're teaming up. Moose says, he's not in my head. I'll be ready next week. And then, like, it glitches out. So what, what, what? I don't know. Sort of lost it here. I know. So like the like the the, the video feed glitched out. You know, you, the yeah, assumption right. is that Sammy has power over technology. Glitch, glitch, glitch. And the camera comes back and boosts. 
He's got his dukes up. He's ready, ready to, to throw. throw down right there. And Mac How does was, he know that it glitched out? I, that's the thing. That's why this is cheesy. Like, wouldn't the cameraman be like, hold on, they think there's something wrong here. I know. Or like, or even worse, like the truck I is know. like, oh, but Moose wouldn't know any of that stuff. He wouldn't stuff. know any of it. And that's why it was cheesy. And then Macklin just looks at him and kind of rolls his eyes, essentially. <laughs> Says, yeah, you need to get Sammy out of your head. You know, I this like, like a weird lawnmower man thing. Yeah, maybe. But sometimes they do really corny shit. They do. They yeah, they can revel in the corny shit. They really can. Yeah. Uh, after that, we had our main event, Violent by Design versus Josh Alexander and the Briscoes. Shockingly, shockingly, Cody Deaner was not a liability here. No. He actually helped them get the win. He blasted Mark with Eric Young's mask. Uh, Eric Young comes in, hits Mark with a pile driver to get the win. Uh, so Violent by Design looking pretty good here. Unfortunately for them, I don't see any big wins in their future. No, this is this is the top win they're going to get for the foreseeable future. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, absolutely. Let's talk about some NXT UK. Mm-hmm. Another fun episode. Man, I, I freaking love NXT UK. I know we don't do our watch-alongs anymore, but I plunk down on a Thursday night, fire up the cock, and uh, and I turn it on, and uh, it, it's wildly fun. It is. I, I sit here and recover from our basketball and watch NXT UK. Um, let's talk about this real quick before we get to the breakdown. Um, we had speculated whether a kid had been sent back to NXT UK, considering mm-hmm, we haven't yeah. seen him in 2.0 for a while. And for he's sure. still been having matches. He's still yeah. feuding against uh, D Familia. Uh, mm-hmm. I didn't notice this, but you did that. He's back in the opening graphic for the show, which seemed to indicate that he's back full time, at least for the foreseeable future with NXT UK. Yeah, I'm going to uh, I'm going to double check this because I'm almost positive that the very second shot in the episode was in fact uh, I'm sorry in the intro was a kid um, right? was in fact a kid. So let me just go back here real quick, get past the then now forever garbage. Let's see. Oh 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 oh! I almost had it on a still there. Let me double check. I got to go about eight seconds here. And I'll and I'm gonna double check this shit, but it clearly looks like ain't a kid. Ain't no slowing us down. Yeah, there ain't no slowing. Oh, that's definitely him. All right. So yep. it seems he he's is back. the second shot. He is still in the NXT UK. You know, man, it was funny because like we talked about, oh, what can they do with him in 2.0, right? Like he'd have to be re-gimmicked because he doesn't have like a vocation <laughs> or a real hook to his yeah. thing. Yeah, right? and based on what we've seen in, in UK, he's not like a huge personality guy either. Right, but like when I saw like um the on 2.0 this week and like, I know a kid is Spanish and this gimmick was for somebody who's uh, Italiano or Italian. Um I'm like, man, a kid's always looking really stylish. Why couldn't they have adopted, you know, or adapted him to do this like sort of fashion guy? Like, you know, like one of them dudes who's sort of like smaller but really handsome and he's like always stealing everybody's girl? That could have been A-Kid. That's a gimmick right there, man. That's something they could have saddled him with. Everybody's pissed off at him because he's stealing everybody's girlfriend because he looks so dapper. He's got all the the highest fashion. I'm sitting here in gray sweatpants. Yeah. You want some peaches? And he's like walking away with with, with Lacey. I'm like, Lace, what are you doing? (laughs) Old enough to be this guy's mom. Oh God! I hope she doesn't see this. <laughs> oh man! I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of. I'm kind of. I'm. Cool. I'm assuming that uh, 2.0 they didn't have anything that played to his strengths. It's mm-hmm. probably better to go back to to UK because he's going to be involved. He's going to be putting on some really good matches, and and he's going to be doing something. Whereas in 2.0, unless they found something for him that really works, I feel like it's be a situation where he's not going to be on TV a bunch. He'll be on level up. He'll win like maybe 45 to 50% of his matches. And mm-hmm. he'll be there to be like good match guy. Mm, yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, even though he's jobbed out pretty much the entirety of D Familia at this point, he's involved and he's in a story. Yeah. And maybe yeah. once they get out, get uh, finished with this story and get him back in the flow of the show, if he's back there full time, they'll get pushed up the card. This is probably a terrible philosophy I'm about to espouse here, but like, I don't know, man. I kind of feel like if you're going to climb up the ladder in WWE, you got to find a little, cause that's one thing that he's kind of like, look, he's phenomenal he's in the a ring. Phenomenal wrestler. But the one thing that we've learned is that you got to have something else. And if, and if 2.0's thing is let's find 
some gimmicks for these people who aren't bringing anything but the good in-ring work. What I was saying, I was, I mean, I was half joking about that. Hey, let's. Yeah. He is a very dapper guy. He's mm-hmm. always wearing those cool looking turtlenecks. Somebody who's walking around wearing whatever men's warehouse or Gucci or whatever, <laughs> whatever we decide on. There's a huge difference there, Steve. <laughs> Versace, Versace, or whatever. I don't know. I'm not a fashion guy. Gray sweatpants. Um, yeah. I kind of feel like that that little video package. I'm like, oh, this could have fit. You're right. It's going to be Fabian Eichner. Yeah. But which, is, like which doesn't could, fit at all, which doesn't fit him at all. I think it could have fit a kid maybe, maybe. and I think it's something he could have run with. But, you know, they, they elected not to. He's a, like I said, he's a good looking guy. I think if they found something for him to, to grab onto, he could show off some of that personality. But maybe he can develop more of a personality, more genuine yeah. in UK. And maybe that's the point. And that could be the point, because if, 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 if UK does anything really well, it's showing off the personality, the genuine personality of the wrestlers and the relationship between all the wrestlers. I talk about this all the time with NXT UK. They do such a great job of developing these characters who feel like real people. Mm, yeah. And the dynamics that happens between these people. They still a lot of them still have really huge personalities. Mm, but they're yeah. not over the top, you know, and yeah. they're not gimmicky or, or cartoony in any way. They also maybe with the exception of Saxon Huxley. Um by and large, they all seem relatively grounded, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They do yeah. such a great job of just putting people together and, and just kicking off feuds for the most random of reasons, but yet it makes sense. Anyways, I'm getting off track here. It could just be a thing where 2.0 just, they couldn't figure out anything for a kit character-wise, and rather than just have them sit on the bench, say, all right, we'll, we'll go back to UK. Maybe you'll find something there that you could bring with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe they couldn't figure out a, 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 a new name for them. I mean, that's all it was because he, they're going to get a new name. On that name. Yeah. Yeah. What's a good, what's a good, uh, a typical name like for, for somebody from Spain? Popular. Let's just do it right here. Popular Spanish names. Oh, man. Here we go. Mm. Hugo. Mm. I mean, for, the, for the fashion guy, that would work because Hugo, Hugo Boss. Oh, whoa. That's good. Hugo, and then what's a popular last name in Spanish? Hugo. What if it was like Hugo Gucci? Because that's what they do. They just take two things. That, that might are be separate. a little too on the nose. <laughs> Hugo, like Hugo Versace. Oh, or something like that. get what? this. What? De Leon. Oh. Hugo De Leon. <gasps> what a great name. It's not a bad name. Man, WWE call us. Yeah, no. we got it. Miserable. We got miserable. it. We'd be miserable. Bring up Hugo De Leon and then uh, uh, Bangers and Smash. Although they're not going to be a team for much longer. Anyways, let's get into it. It's kicked off with Mark Coffey taking on Saxon Huxley before the match began. Uh, Mark had a picture-in-picture promo. And he was like, yeah, Joe's off taking care of some personal things. But, you know, with him gone, it gives me an opportunity to be a top guy here. So when Joe comes back, there's still someone from Gallus on top. And I'm like, Mark, don't. Mm. I'm not saying you can't be ambitious while Joe is gone, but don't. Mm. Your brother's going to fuck you up. Yeah, he's going to get. Joe's going to come back and fuck Mark up, yep. dude. Yep. He's like, you think you're bigger than me? You know, I am on top. It's just Joe on top. When I say Gallus on top, it means it means me on top. Yeah. And he's going to wreck in, his brother. He's like, who's the who's the the guy in front in our little Tron here? Joe. 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 Yeah. Joe's going to mess up. Like, get That's out gonna of here. Air, Air Mark 90. Yeah, get out of here, Mark ninety. Uh, so, anyways, uh, yeah, Coffee gets the win here, sliding forearm for the win. Good match. Yeah, it was fun. Uh, after that, we had man, I love the another Ivy Nile video package, where like we just see a lot more personality from her here than in in two point She's terrific. It's genuine. It's just genuine. Yeah, man. Yeah, she's terrific. Yeah. She's terrific. Uh, after that, we had this was hilarious. What a tale of two wrestlers, Lars. I know. Talk about someone with a huge, genuine personality, Sam Gradwell. Oh, dude, he was great in this. He basically called Von Wagner a caveman. What do you reckon his favorite meal is? I'm going to have a go. Woolly mammoth, no seasoning. Oh, that that cracked (laughs) me up. That cracked me up. Meanwhile, Von Wagner, looking like he's still suffering from jet lag, watching. So the, the idea is they're both in separate rooms watching highlights or matches of the other guy and so sam gradwell's watching this von wagner stuff just riffing and i'd love to see there is probably a whole hour of gradwell gold on the cutting room floor that von wagner looks like he's trying to fight taking a nap yeah ah what time is it here 
Oh, it's four in the afternoon. God, it feels like it's four in the morning. Oh, what am I supposed to say? Sam Gradwell. Yeah, Stan Gradwell. He's uh, he's nothing. He's crap. It's my world. I'm gonna. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then there's this great part towards the finish when uh, Sam witnesses Von Wagner throw Ikmanjiro into the crowd, and he just stands up and is like, "Whoa, what was that? Oh, we've got a lot of work to do." Just yeah. selling the crap out of it. I know it was great. Meanwhile, Von Wagner barely moving. <laughs> Barely moving. Barely moving. <laughs> Barely moving. Oh, man. Oh, this next one bummed me out, man. Look, I think Lash Legend has a lot of potential. I think she could be a terrific talent. She's got the personality for it. She had a match, of course, with Amelia McKenzie. Now, we knew this was going to happen because, you know, she, like, referred to Amelia as, like, a valet, like, attendant or whatever. And so this match happened, but, like... Man, they couldn't have done this with, like, Nina Samuels or something? Somebody a little lower on the on the ladder than uh, than Amelia McKenzie because Lash Legend picked up the win here with a mm-hmm. pump kick. Mm-hmm. I don't like it, man. I, I like mean... It. I don't like it. Yeah, I understand that. It's not like Amelia McKenzie's been booked as, you know, like a force to be reckoned with in NXT. UK. I know, but she should. No, she I should. agree. She should. Doesn't this take her a step back, though? Like, they started to give her wins on her road up to a confrontation with her mentor. With Mako, yeah. And then and then Lash Legend comes in and just sort of dutes all over it. Not changing plans, I guess. I'm not anti. I like Lash. I yeah. think that she's got, she's got it. And I it's thought just this match take was, this was a solid a lot of reps. Yeah, it was good. They put her in there with like their best wrestler. That's mm-hmm. not Mako Satamora. Mm-hmm. because it could be a good match. Jenny, mm-hmm. oh Jenny's hurt probably, huh? Yeah, maybe. Bring back Joseph Connors for this match. Have oh, him take gosh. the loss. Uh, so then we have Mark Andrews. He's leading a camera crew towards this meeting room. And inside this meeting room, Kenny Williams is talking to a couple people about this conspiracy, about this masked individual. Mm-hmm. So Andrews walks in and says to Kenny, what is all this? And then Kenny says, oh, there is this person that's stalking me. Uh, it's, it's really troubling me. I'm worried about it. And Andrew says, well, you should stop worrying about that and worry more about our match that's happening in two weeks. And they start kind of shouting at each other. Eventually, Andrews leaves. And then the people in the room with, with Kenny Williams tells him he needs to clean all this stuff up because he's posted, like, signs and stuff on the wall. I got the I got the idea that these guys were, like, low-level security guys. Yeah. And I love it because they're telling him, you need to clean this stuff up. I know. He's trying to convince them of this grand conspiracy at the end of which they're like, you got to get this stuff out of here. This is a mess. Right. Right. After that, we had Shaw Samuels versus Damon Kemp. This rivalry stemmed from Shaw Samuels being a bookie. Um, Dar- Damon Kemp's odds uh, so low that it offended Damon Kemp. <laughs> it was like one in 4,000 or something. Yeah, it was, it, was, it was not good odds. Yeah. And Shaw then, well, then Damon Kemp won his first movie. match, and so Shaw lost a bunch of money. Yeah, Shaw's story is perpetually him just losing a lot of money oh, on his great. own bookies. It's great. Yeah. Uh, so anyways, Noam Dar, of course, is out there with Shaw Samuels. Trips up Kemp. Shaw's able to hit his spine buster finish for the win here. Uh, and then we'll see where Damon Kemp goes from there. He's got a bit of a mentor himself. Yeah. Uh, we get a video package for the tag <laughs> titles. This was great because of Trent Seven. D-Family. <laughs> yeah. D-Family. 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 Trent looking like he's on. This version of, of sort of cheating... Affable Trent Seven is my favorite Trent Seven. It's great. So the whole time is is like he's very purposely and he's poking fun at D Familia by mispronouncing the faction's name. And that's why at first he says D Family, and yeah. Trent and Tyler corrects him. And later on he says Die Family because that's yeah. how it's spelled. That's for how, us. Yeah, even I didn't know at the beginning. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And and so it's my goodness. Trent yeah, he's just. He's just making fun the entire time, yeah. and Tyler's over it, and that's what makes the comedy so great. Uh, after that, we had uh, Wolfgang on his side mission. Chad, I love that you referred to it as such in the text message, because I love that we're just texting. Well, you're watching NXT UK while I'm trying to take a nap, yeah. and then later on, I go back and review while your I'm notes while, while I'm, I'm watching prediction. I'm doing prediction, <laughs> editing our predictions video, yeah. yeah. Exactly. So Wolfgang is chatting up Damon Kemp. And he's like, you know, man, if you want to beat guys like Shaw and Noam Dar, you got to learn how to do things the Glasgow way. So I can't wait because I love Damon Kemp. I love Wolfgang. And uh, and I hope maybe, maybe 
Because Wolfgang has like my favorite spear in the business. Oh, that's great. Maybe Damon Kemp. Like the whole point of an excursion is to learn. That, what if he takes yeah. that from Wolfgang and That'd carries it over to NXT? That'd be great. I mean, because that's what Damon Kemp said he was there to do was learn the British style. Right. Oh, that'd be good. So I'm looking for us. We're going to get a, probably a tag team match between Wolfgang and Damon Kemp and those two guys, and then we'll get another singles match mm-hmm. where Damon gets his win back. Yeah, I would expect so. I'd expect so. Then we had our main event, A-Kid versus oh, Charlie Dempsey. This is a hell dude. of a bout. Heritage, oh Heritage uh, Cup rules. This is on a match of the week, uh, Kip Up. Yep, it is. Because this is, God dang it, man. That moonsault DDT. It's amazing. Charlie Dempsey's trying to like get away from it, and Aiken like flies with the moonsault and like you know nails that DDT. Oh, it was it was beautiful, and then it got violent, man. When they both had themselves in like that leg submission, and Dempsey just or no, uh, Aikid starts out with just a nasty slap on Dempsey, and you know Dempsey's gonna get a receipt whack. Whoopa, as the enforcer mm-hmm. says, mm-hmm. hits it. Man, it, this was just a terrific match. It really was. It really was. So uh, uh, Dempsey gets the first fall round three. A-Kid taps to, to Dempsey's submission finisher, really before he can fully lock it in because A-Kid's like, if I get in this, I'm I'm, I'm done for. So he taps early. Mm-hmm. So then A-Kid ties it 1-1 uh, after, in the fourth round, uh, hitting a half and half suplex and like a leaping kick. Uh, and then right as time is expiring in round five, A-Kid hits the Moonsault DDT, and the rest count in the, the pin, and right when his hand hits the mat for two, time runs out. So we go to the final round, sixth round. So Dempsey, a couple times during uh, between rounds, he'd go to his corner, and he'd have a towel. He'd just wipe his face with it. Mm-hmm. So during this round, he goes, and he gets the towel from his corner and kind of throws it in the middle of the ring. Mm-hmm. While he does that, he grabs some brass knuckles. Mm-hmm. from the yeah. towel. And so the ref is getting the towel and picking up and getting out of the ring so it's not involved in the finish. So while the ref is distracted, Dempsey throws the brass knuckles at A-Kid. I love the reference to his dad using the brass I knuckles. Know, I know. It's so great. So good. So A-Kid's looking at the brass knuckles and the ref sees it and, and, and A-Kid's like, no, these these aren't mine. No, mm-hmm. no. Yeah. And so Dempsey uses that distraction, hits him with a forearm, capture suplex to get the win. Oh, man, it was so good. That first submission tap out there. Uh, A-Kid, he can get basically his foot can, like, from behind, can hit his own, the back of his head. Well, it's nuts. Was Jordan Devlin that twisted his knee in that weird, awkward position? That was the first time I think we had seen that, mm-hmm. and it was like, oh, my God, that's nuts. So I like that they get that every once in a while. They wheel that one out because yeah. you can't do that every time. No. Um, but, uh, no, just a terrific match, man. Charlie Dempsey is one of my absolute favorites. I love I loved D-Family. I think they're fantastic. Mm-hmm. D-Family is uh, great. D-F- yeah, D-Family is great. <laughs> awesome anyways uh let's go ahead and answer some questions i put up a thread on our community tab uh over there at uh, youtube.com slash steve and larson let's answer some of these sure uh irish insight this is an easy one says if you had to pinpoint a moment that marked the end of new japan's golden era what would it be clearly it's the formation of AEW. it's all it's probably all in you know like Mm -hmm. At that point, it was like, oh, whoa, they're going to start their own thing. Yeah, they could definitely do their own thing. To yeah, me, probably. that's probably it. It probably right is there. all in. Yeah. Uh, David Matushek, uh, since Kota Bushi is still under contract with New Japan, what do you think should happen to him when he comes back? You know, Okada, when when he won the G1 final, I know because uh, 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 Kota got hurt, um, you know, he said at some point we're going to have this match. Before a New Japan Cup, before uh, uh, Kota Bushi dropped out, Okada's like, well, yeah, but he has to earn it. Mm-hmm, yeah. So, I mean, every indication we've got, even during this press conference, I believe today, was that Kota Bushi's still not 100% after that shoulder injury. Mm-hmm, yeah. So I don't know how long it's going to be till we see him in the New Japan ring again. Yeah. But he's got to come back, and they got to build to that match against Okada. That's what it has to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, absolutely. I agree. Um, let's see here. Uh, I'm just trying to do something. It says, do you think when AEW introduces the women's tag titles, are they going to get more time? I think AEW, they just the way they do it, they focus on like one thing at a time. They have the background stuff happening. Um, and they, they do that with like video packages and whatnot, but like they get 
what one match on a on dynamite every week and one match on rampage usually usually yeah um so i don't know i mean you'll probably see more women featured on tv for a period of time that they're deciding who's going to be the, the the champions um will it lead to more minutes per episode of women's wrestling i kind of doubt it i think tony khan has a very specific roadmap for each episode of dynamite so i kind of doubt long run it's going to make much of a difference but i hope i'm wrong yeah everything you said uh, White Brownie with it being teased that Gunther will go after the Intercontinental title. Can you see them uh, booking him like his UK days if he wins or does it become an afterthought like the others? I don't know how in any universe we could have a talent like Walter on your roster and then think for any second he could be an afterthought. I'm saying this from WB's management uh, position. If you got a guy like that under your employ, mm-hmm. you just don't put him on the sidelines or not have him defend the title on pay-per-view, you know? Right. You have right, him go yeah. out there and you have him beat the hell out of people. Mm-hmm, yeah. And if they yeah. don't do that, then they don't know what they got. Yeah. Of course, we said that about countless people too, you know? Yeah. As far as what they'll probably do, I think it, I think with Gunther having the IC title, it'll be a step above what they've been doing over the past year. I think they I think they've invested a bunch into his presentation and into his, you know, sort of re-debut as Gunther. I think I hope that everything we've seen, you know, he's not going to take any titles off Roman or anything. He's not going to be a world type champion, but maybe he'll have the IC title for like a year and just dominate that mm-hmm. scene. Mm-hmm. I think that's a possibility and, yeah. and I hope that's the case. At the very least he'll at the very least that Intercontinental Championship will be defended in September at Clash of the Castle. Yeah. Yeah, at the I know. very least, and and hopefully just by ha- him having it, it'll feel uh, more important than it's been uh, portrayed on TV in quite a while. Mm-hmm. And hopefully yeah. he'll defend it regularly, and that'll only help that. Mm-hmm. Especially he's out there yeah. defending it and wrecking everybody. Absolutely, uh, this is a good one. Alex Foster says, "What would Gacy have to do to convince you to be his druids?" So, so in kayfabe, nothing. I'd say, go away, nerd. Uh, if it was as, you know, a shoot like, Hey, Joe Gacy's a big fan of going in raw. Can you guys substitute as his, uh, Druids for a week? Oh, you just want to do him we'll, solid. We'll, we'll pay you to come out to Orlando. Uh, you don't have to take any bumps. You just have to stand there in a heartbeat, in a heartbeat. Absolutely. I don't know if any price. <laughs> even, even for the experience of doing it behind the scenes. Really? You wouldn't do that? Cut you do. No. Yeah, come on. No. You're putting up. I don't, like, I don't like traveling. I want to do a cross country flight to be under some velvet robe. But come on, man. Play, as a Pass. favor to me, will you please do it? That's what I would say. You do it. Get out of here. You'd, with that. you'd pressure me into doing it. Yes, I would. Oh, a thousand percent. How, how selfish would. of you. <laughs> Very. And I'm fine with that. You won't regret it. Trust me. No, I'm sure I most certainly would. Uh, let's see here. Oh, Jason Lewis. What is the least intimidating faction that was intended to be intimidating right now? We have two. We've got all well, three. We've Honor got no uh, house of torture. We've got honor. No more. We've got, uh, the judgment day. Um, uh, maybe even house of black. Like I everything, can't... everything about their presentation leads you to believe that they are the scariest you know, people in the entire universe, but just, yeah. they don't, their actions sort of dictate. Yeah. Otherwise they're, they're yeah. kind of, it's funny. I think, I think house of black might've taken over Cody Island. Seems like they're, way. they don't really interact with anybody, but like death triangle and fuego. And it feels like forever since that's been the case and the Pillmans. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see here. Um, Oh, this is good. Braden Fletcher says, who is your favorite random member of a faction? He says his is NASCAR driver Kyle Petty being a member of the NWO. Mine is Scott Demore being a member of Bullet Club. Yeah, that's good. Because he's technically, or I guess Jeff Jarrett. We didn't talk about that, by the way. Jeff Jarrett is now going to be WWE, yeah. a, a high-level executive with WWE. And so I'm assuming they're just going to drop that angle in AAA. I would think so. I would yeah. think so. Which is probably for the best, to be honest yes. with you. That was a low light of triple mania. It really was. Um, random member of a faction. Oh, I'm drawing a blank here. I'm pressuring myself to come up with a, gr- a really good answer. Well, here's here's not a terrible one. 
I know he was just a hired hand, but for one episode of Dynamite, Jeff Cobb was a member of the inner circle. It's true. He did more than Kyle Petty did as a member of the NWO. Again, true. I think Kyle yeah. Petty just had the logo on his car. I think he did too, yeah. He might have. He probably wore the shirt. Oh, yeah, I'm sure he wore the shirt. Um, we'll end on this one. Dylan LaHue says, uh, what has Hilton been up to? He's doing Hilton stuff. I mean, he's just being Hilton. You yeah. know, typical Hilton stuff. Mashed potatoes, Chicago Bears, Sacramento Kings, mm-hmm. Emmy, Emmys, Emmy winners. Yeah, yeah. Emmy, Emmy winning. Any Emmy win- winning. He's winning Emmys every week. Yeah. Anyways, oh, that's a good one. Cameron says Rick Rude and DX. Oh, that is good. That lasted like a couple weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyways, that's going to do it for us. Thanks everybody for tuning in. Um, a little bit later in the day on our Twitch channel, we're going to be do some. We're going to be doing some video game. Yeah. There. We're going to be doing some video game. So come check that out. At uh, what time are we doing that? Three. Two? Three. 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 Yeah, three works. 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern. Come hang out with us. We're going to do a little bit of GTA. I think we're going to sim some uh, 2K20. We're going to sim some double or nothing matches. Yeah. What, like three yeah. of them probably? Six. Those matches, the sim matches are not long. We'll we'll we'll, we'll see where it goes. All right. But All I right. think, yeah, for an hour, we might be able to get like okay. six matches. Okay. They don't okay. take that long. All right. You know. Uh, anyways, thanks everybody for tuning in. Appreciate it. Till next time. Oh, we'll talk to you later. Goodbye.